All right. Well, we want to welcome you to a brand new radio show on KFIV called Better Modesto. And what we are doing is we are highlighting the best parts of Modesto, namely the people who are making it great. So our goal is to take the views and ideas of the great people of Modesto, listen to their perspectives and find common ground so that we can find higher ground. And so I'm Jim Applegate, and this is my co-host, Chris Rickey. And uh, we want to spend just a few minutes as we start this brand new show. And please give us some grace because we're both brand new to this radio idea. Uh, but we want to spend a couple minutes just introducing ourselves and introducing the show. So, Chris, would you take a few minutes and just tell us who is Chris Rickey? Hey, Jim, thanks so much uh, for doing this with me. Uh, as a lot of you know, Jim and I have a very unique relationship, seeing that we ran against each other uh, for City Council District 3 this year, which is a pretty crazy experience. It's even more crazy to come out on the other end with an opponent who actually has become a really good friend and confidant and someone that is very, very special. And so it's very, very unique experience and a good experience in the end, which has been incredible. And now we're doing a radio show together, which is even crazier. Uh, so thanks, Jim, for doing this with me. And, you know, being a, a Modestin that's lived here for about 25 years and a guy that started a business here, I did event promotions until last year when they were made illegal by the pandemic. Um, now I'm doing digital marketing. My family, we live here in the college neighborhood and uh, we're doing digital marketing. I'm doing the city council thing and and I'm really excited to work with Jim to try to make Modesto better. How about you, Jim? Tell them, what's your, what's your deal? Yeah, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate um, you winning because I know how much uh, work it was to campaign, but now I'm realizing how much work it is to actually be a city councilman as I listen to you, Chris. And so I'm super <laughs> thankful that you won and that you're engaged, but at the same time, you invited me to engage with you. And so rather than my race being over when I lost and just kind of like going back and crawling into my hole for the next four years, it was hey, let's go do this together. And I just appreciate the calls, the perspective, the different things that you've asked for from me. And, uh, and that, that's, just been, that's just been a total joy. And hey, believe me, I have like a whole new level of respect for people who do politics in our area because that running and all the work that that took it was a crazy amount of work, even just going door to door and campaigning or putting stuff on social media or trying to present yourself. Um, and it's huge. So I just want to say a huge thanks right now to all of our awesome politicians, even the ones I disagree with. I'm so thankful for the work that you've put in. So that, that's, been, that's been a great thing. So um, my name is Jim Applegate. I've said that already, but you need to know I keep saying it, Jim Applegate. <laughs> I just want everybody to know my name. That's it. Maybe if people, if people know my name, maybe I'll win next time. You know, that's that'll... right. <laughs> we hope you do, man. You need a, need a good representative in District Three, man. I'm telling that's you. That's right. That's right. I think I'm going to have to move <laughs> into a different district so I can be on City Council with you. That would be the the thrill. That would be amazing. So, that would be great. So, no, I actually moved into Modesto uh, when I was ten. So that was. 38 years ago. 
And uh, I've been a part of Modesto ever since, graduated from high school, went to college here, I've uh, been in the construction industry for about 20 years in Modesto. And then about 15 years ago, uh, we started a church in downtown Modesto. And really, you know, it didn't matter if I was in business or in church ministry. It doesn't really matter where I'm at. What I want to be is someone who is always doing something good for our community. And so when I was in the business world, I was trying to do something good for our community. Now that I'm a pastor in a church, you know, my whole goal is to do something great for our community. And, you know, Redeemer's kind of tagline is in the city for the city, meaning we want to be here to help, to sustain, to help bring changes, to help encourage, to grow this city, to be everything that it can be. And so, you know, the idea is at the end of the day, if Redeemer was to disappear, if Jim Applegate was to disappear, I hope that people in our city would miss us that they would miss our church, that they would miss me as a person because we're doing so much good here. And so even though you may not go to church, even though you may disagree with church, um, I hope you would at least say, man, I'm, I, I'm thankful that that church exists. I'm thankful that Jim Applegate exists because he has really uh, been a, a great part of our community. So that's a, that's a little bit about me. I'm actually married. I've got five kids. They are little bit older now and uh, but they they still love being in our city which is just fantastic so chris tell us a little bit more about yourself i'm also married i've got three kids and you know i went to school here in modesto but i've got one in each decade you know so my youngest is three my oldest is 23 yeah something interesting a couple of more interesting things about me i'm also 48 which is weird uh i also have family in England. I'm from England originally. My brother still lives in England, which is really weird that we both have very strong English roots. And no uh, accent. And uh, <laughs> But do you still love a good cup of tea every once in a while? Oh, absolutely. And I'm into the football, but it's the real football. You know what I'm talking <laughs> about? But really excited to do what we're doing here on the Better Modesto show and excited about helping our city, which is so community-based like what you're talking about with redeemer you know it's the same way it's been the same way in the music community you know chris murphy and i did sort of doing the modesto area music awards 20 years ago and it was just so easy because the whole community just said oh you're doing that i want to do that and they just rally behind us you know and i think that's how i'm hoping that these projects we're working on a better modesto happen yeah that's right so you know the reality is you ran as a democrat i ran as a republican you know, some people have labeled you a progressive liberal. Some people have labeled me a um, moderate Republican or even a conservative Republican. And so, you know, it's really funny, like typically after people run for an office like this, uh, they usually just, you know, whoever wins goes off and does their thing and whoever loses goes off and does their thing and they don't usually get together. And so, Chris, um, you know, we were talking off air about the fact that there is something amazing that happens when we can listen to each other's views. We can be curious and not judgmental and bring, you know, each other together and really take each other's blind spots away and talk about things in terms of what we agree on and bring out what we disagree on all for the good and the betterment of our city. And, and that's really our goal here is to, maybe even just be an example to our community of how, um, you know, opposing views 
sometimes can actually be very helpful and and lead to a better modesto so i don't know if you could say that better than than, than i just did. no i think you're nailing it like if you've got a solution i've got the ultimate solution but my solution is coming from a liberal perspective perhaps if that solution creates friction with for people that have a different perspective then that solution is not a solution at all and if you can take my solution and criticize it and beat it up a little bit kind of like when you're going to paint something you want to nick that paint up a little bit so that paint sticks real good you can actually end up making our idea much stronger and our solution something that works for everybody which is why we're doing this to begin with is to solve community problems that are not easy and that haven't been solved already. I'm really excited about that kind of that difference of opinion that we have and the ability. The thing I respect about you so much, Jim, is like that ability to look at things and say like, maybe I have a different perspective, but maybe I've got room in my head to like take in some different ideas and think about things differently. Like that's one of the hardest things to do in life. And it's something that I try to do. It's something I see in you. And it's why I, when, when I won, I was like, I need to talk to Jim. I really want to work with this guy because I respect the way that he carries himself and the way he leads. Yeah. Well, towards the end of the campaign period, uh, it was your wife that wrote about me on Facebook and you texted it to me, you shared it with me, but it was basically like, Hey, if you don't vote for my husband, please vote for Jim Applegate. He's a great guy, blah, 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 man. I, what a kindness that your opponent's wife would actually go out of her way to say something. And maybe that's why you won was because of the wisdom of your wife to just be that kind. But I, I was just so thankful, but it wasn't just your wife, Chris, that was followed up by your kindness and uh, you're following through with that actual promise to say, Hey, if I win, um, I would love to get you involved in what's going on. And, and I had said to you the same thing. Hey, if I win, I would love to get you involved with what's going on. And so I just, I just want to say thank you. And I'm, I'm really glad to be a part of um, Team Chris Ricky um, in, in our city. And I'm, and I'm really thankful to hear your perspective and go, oh, I had never thought about it like that before. And I'm really thankful that you have actually said, hey, I want to hear your perspective um, because you want to think about it differently too. And, and, and so instead of, you know, pushing each other apart, we're really pulling each other together and then doing what is best for our city on, on both accounts. So super. Yeah. And, and we've got, we've got so much potential with our different networks to do things that we could never do by ourselves. And so that I'm so excited about that kind of union of different ideas and different leadership that could really push powerfully push amazing ideas forward. So I'm yeah. excited to talk about new ideas. You have come up with some amazing like shows that we're going to have in the future with guests that kind of span the political spectrum that it, it's going to be exciting conversations, things that we're all thinking about, but not talking about. And we're just going to have really honest, honest conversations about what's happening in our town. And hopefully we come up with some really good solutions. Yeah. Hey, so total rookie move with uh you know first radio show i have no idea how many minutes we have before we have to go into our next break so did you set a timer chris i think we're i think this is a great time for a break don't you i think it's good so perfect is, our uh, first break you're here for it isn't this right, so this is a uh, kfiv and you're listening to the show better modesto with better modesto
with Chris Rickey and Jim Applegate. And after the break, we're going to come back and we are going to introduce our new city council. And we just got a new mayor. So we're going to talk about Sue Swallen for a little bit. So I hope you can come back and join us in a couple of minutes here. Looks like you've found the Better Modesto podcast featuring Jim Applegate and Chris Rickey. Hey, well, welcome back to this brand new show on KFIB called Better Modesto. And I'm your host, Jim Applegate, and my co-host, Chris Rickey. And so we are working hard at trying to be curious and not judgmental. And you heard in the past segment that we both ran for city council. Chris ran on the Democratic ticket. I ran on the Republican. And yet what we found out in the course of the campaign was that we are actually better together. And we share a lot of commonalities. We share a lot of similarities. And so we're trying to bring those together. And our hope on this show is to bring people from all different walks of life, from different political backgrounds, social backgrounds, economic, different spiritual spectrums, and try and bring them together and say, how can we use all of our different perspectives to make uh, Modesto better? So... Chris, in this segment, we want to talk about your political campaign. I mean, one of the reasons that you won was because you put what I think is a great list of 100 ideas for our city. And so you kind of campaigned on this, and I was pretty jealous of it. In fact, I went over several times and looked at your list of 100 ideas and thought, man, there's some good stuff on there. So what were those 100 ideas that got you elected? There, I, there's, and there's so many ideas, so many great ideas out there. And it was really awesome to kind of curate all these ideas and like try to get it down to a hundred ideas. And we did, and we've talked about those throughout the community and it's been really wonderful. But I was talking to um, Brad Hahn, who's done so many things in this community. And just like the guy just does projects and he just is a monster. He just gets them done and Modesto gets better and better. Like his wastewater project that he did is a multi-million dollar project, but it is like taking Modesto's wastewater, turning it into water that farmers can use on the west side and grow food for our community. It's like he came up with this idea, didn't just come up with it, executed it. And of course, who did he endorse the race? But my arch rival, the evil Jim <laughs> Applegate. What, Brad, come on, man. Brad was for years and you, you endorsed Jim, how's that? He actually talked me into running. He was one of the three or four people that talked me into running. And I remember one of the first conversations I had with him, he said, um, I'll give you money. Why don't you practice asking for money? And I said, hey, can I get this amount from you? And he said, I'll give you more than that. So he was, he was an ardent supporter and good friend, still is. And so wait a second, right after I lost and you won, you received a phone call from him. Yeah, he called me up and he said like, hey, you know, I'm, I, you're my councilman now. So let's see what we can do together. And I said, yeah, absolutely, Brad. Like, I think you're amazing. So I'm working with him on this stuff. It's great. Yeah. What a class act. I mean, we just need more people in Modesto like that who, man, they, they, they can say, yeah, I supported this guy, but then as soon as this guy won, I'm all on team Chris Ricky. So, man, that, that's fantastic. Brad's in it for the right reasons. Brad's in it because he, for the same reason that you did this, for the same reason I did this, he wants to make the city better. That's it. Yeah. That's the agenda. That's yeah. his agenda. That's where he's at. And he lives it every day. And I've got 
really big. He's an ex-councilman too. I don't know if a lot of people know that. I think most people do, hopefully. But yeah. he did a lot of great things on the council. He got off the council and he is still doing fantastic things. And I've got an incredible amount of respect for that. So he was one of my first calls like, hey, you know, Brad, thank you for calling me. I'm calling you back and I'm holding you to this. I want you to help me in these 100 ideas. And so what Brad said is like, look, that's a lot to consume. Let's break these ideas down into um, different classifications so they're easier for people to understand what you're trying to do. Great. So we broke them down to affordable housing, you know, uh, celebrating our culture and our diversity, working on economic development projects, improving education, creating more events in our community to give people more things to do, uh, improving our fiscal responsibility, working on uh, ha having a good government, having good government policies, uh, improving our infrastructure. And then of course, helping our government market our city better, communicating honest things about our community um, so that people know like, this is really what Modesto is. It's not just the perception of what Modesto is. So that, that kind of, we could sum up all the ideas. That's the, all the ideas are related to those five or six things that I just talked about. That just sounds like an engineer's perspective and Brad's an engineer. So he just said, Hey, let's put all these in different buckets and see if we, you know, see what we can do. So, yeah. so what, you know, what, when, when you thought about that list, I mean, just the actual tangible projects, not the buckets, what, what were some of those projects, Chris, that you were excited about? Well, I'm, there's so many that I'm really excited about. We're working on affordable housing projects right now. We're working on trying to improve our city's public relations apparatus, which is enormous and extremely complicated and like riddled with lots of different politics and different hands. And like, so it's just very complicated, but also really exciting possibilities there. Um, we're working on creating community gardens. We're working on trying to create a warehouse market for uh, to, to improve entrepreneurship in our community. Uh, we're working at trying to find places to put homeless that we haven't ever thought about putting homeless before. Working, we're working on creating a civic bank so that those many, many people in our community that don't have a bank account don't have to pay 35 or 40 bucks just to get their check cashed. We're working on fixing the, our trees in our, in our neighborhood. Our trees in, in the college area are just they need so much maintenance and they're getting like an eighth of what they need and we need to solve this problem. Anyway, I could go on and on. I've got all these ideas, but the good news is, is that we're moving this thing forward and, and that's really exciting. We're already achieving things. So Chris, you've, you've been in office for 60 days now. And, you know, I have this feeling that Brad Hom probably came to you and said, hey, you need to cut down this list to something that is reasonable because he had been on the city council before. And he knows you know, anything in government moves very slowly. And so, you know, what have you, what do you feel like you've accomplished in the first 60 days? And has that been encouraging or discouraging to you? I mean, what have you been learning as a city council member? So absolutely, yes. Brad said, you know, things are going to take a little bit of time. And I said, okay, we'll see. And it turns out he's 100% right. Um, but that's just because they they like to vet things out. They like to be very sure. They like to protect the city liability wise and stuff like that. So I kind of get it, but I'm also like pretty anxious and I've got a lot of energy that's moving towards these things. And so like in the first, in the first, you know, two months of being here in office, like we actually have been able to achieve a few things. We, 
We're able to uh, do a cannabis equity grant to improve the cannabis industry um, in different, more diverse parts of our community. It's just really exciting, which is going to increase jobs and taxes and, and revenues for the city. So it's really awesome. Really excited about that. That's something that we were to pass through the Economic Development Committee and then pass at the council. So it's happening and it's real and it's exciting. Um, we were able to pass this uh, ordinance to lower fees that these delivery apps, these Grubhub, DoorDash, all that, you know, they're charging restaurants 30%. So Jim, you order a hamburger. You're like, I want a hamburger from Tresetti's this week and it's 10 bucks. Well, Tresetti's only gets seven bucks of that hamburger and DoorDash has taken $3 from Tresetti's and then they're charging a $2 fee service fee on top of that. And then there's a $6 tip on top of that. And pretty soon they're, DoorDash is getting 20 bucks or not 20 bucks. DoorDash is getting 10 bucks. Tresetti's is getting seven and they're barely open with the pandemic and we had to do something about it. So we put that through the economic development committee and that got voted on by council last night and passed. We were able to do something substantive to help our restaurants. Um, and I'm really proud of that. I'm excited about that. And then the final thing we were able to do is team up with Harder's office, our congressman, who was doing an app competition, which was one of my 100 ideas. Turns out the congressman was already doing it because he's kind of on the ball anyway. I said, hey, you know, can we team up with you and help you with that? And they said, absolutely, we'd love your help. And now we're going to have this app competition and it's not going to cost the city any money. And we're just going to cooperate with our congressman, help him. And we're going to help a bunch of kids learn how to make apps for phones and computers. And that was the whole point of the app competition to begin with. As you say, it's not about rebuilding the wheel. You don't have to. So it's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah that, that's phenomenal. So, hey, for those who, you know, really aren't engaged or have never been engaged with politics before, Chris, tell us, like, what have you learned over the first 60 days of maybe a process that has to be done in government that wouldn't be done in private business or, you know, just between friends? Like, you know, sometimes we think, can't the government get that done quickly? And this is so frustrating. It's taking forever. So, what actually goes on in that process? I think the most important thing is that when you're in government and you're dealing with the bureaucracy, the bureaucracy has to try to solve problems for everybody and from every side. And when you take that approach, sometimes you just can't find solutions. Sometimes you're gonna end up offending people. And if you end up offending too many people, you just end up, paralyzed or you know you end up failing and I think that people sometimes unfairly blame government for being in that position you can look at examples right now in our city you have people on one side of the political aisle uh, saying why aren't we shutting down that restaurant that has five people in there eating breakfast and then you've got the other side saying why aren't they open having a thousand people in there for breakfast during the pandemic okay you've got two equally and you know this better than anybody you got two equally passionate sides with different perspectives that are both screaming at city hall at the same time at the top of their lungs and these guys have to sit there and kind of try to referee which is really tough yeah yeah and i'm sure you know just putting some of the legal ramifications all the different liability issues there is so much 
um, to cut through. And, and so I'm, I'm thankful that you've got some tenacity, even in the first 60 days, to see some things actually come to fruition and then look at that list of 100 ideas and, uh, and hope that other things come to fruition as well. Hey, we got to take a quick break. And so you're listening to KFIV and the new show that I hope has been really helpful to you already called Better Modesto with your host, Jim Applegate and Chris Rickey. Looks like you've found the Better Modesto podcast featuring Jim Applegate and Chris Rickey. Hey, so welcome back. I uh, hope you got some cookies and donuts and anything that you wanted over the break and you're ready to dig back into our show. Make some waffles. How about some wa- wa- pancakes and waffles? Are you that like that on Saturday morning? That's me every Saturday morning. Man, I am all over that. In fact, when my kids were little, uh, it was all about cartoons and waffles on Sunday morning and letting my wife sleep in. So is that a tradition at your house? Oh, yeah. I mean, we're doing we're doing brunch every uh, every every Saturday and Sunday if we can. Yeah. We did actually we had a, uh, a airplane. We watched the movie Airplane on Sunday uh, while cooking pancakes in, a, in like a portable little pan. <laughs> it was really it was weird but that's what's great about covid right you do really weird things so that's what we did right. that's great yeah my whole my whole family sits around the tv on sunday morning i actually you know i preach on sunday mornings um and we do our services live and so my my family sits around the tv and eats pancakes with chocolate chips and blueberries and everything and i'm just i'm like oh i'm so jealous that i can't be <laughs> home with you guys doing that right now but you know i i have to do my part of the work and i, I hear you when our, when our kids were little, like, you know, I used to watch cartoons on Saturday morning, but it was, you know, I would say, well, they want to watch the cartoons, but I think it was really for me because I loved Jimmy Neutron and, you know, the shoe, the shows that were on during that time. They're just so fantastic. So, all right, well, we're going to jump back into our conversation and Chris, thanks for sharing with us your, some of your hundred ideas. And obviously over the course of our show, we're going to be talking about those hundred ideas a lot more. But one thing that I wanted to ask you about, you know, we've got a new mayor this week. Uh, Half the people on the city council are brand new. And in the past, uh, the city council has really had a reputation of not getting a well, not getting along well with one another. Uh, Modesto B has reported that several times that there was uh, a lot of dysfunction within the city council and within the mayor. And I don't know if that was fair or not, but what is your take? Like now that you are brand new on the city council, how are the relationships there? And how, when you first started reaching over and just saying hi to these new council members and the existing ones, how's that been going? Yeah, I think you remember, like, it was weird when we were candidates and the Modesto B's asking, like, you know, what do you think about this dysfunction? And I don't know how you felt about it, but I was like, this is, I mean, they seem like nice people to me. Like, what do you mean? You know, yeah, it was so hard because the Medusa B wants you to comment on things that, you know, you're going to be working with these people potentially. And so you right. don't say anything negative that's going to be hurtful. So, yeah. But what I will say, Jim, is that there are definitely some wounds that exist between the existing city council members and each other. Uh, but I do think that there's a really big potential for the new members to develop new relationships and to, and with, you know, frankly, with, and one of the things we did to do this show is to be honest, but the truth is with, with Ted leaving, you know, cause he was voted out, you know, with him leaving, 
there's a, a lot of potential with um, with Sue's victory for things to be different, just because it's a different person. Not even not even taking into account Sue's strengths as a leader, because she has a very well established track record as a leader in this community as well. Yeah, she's actually served on the Modesto City School Board. Um, she has a huge track record of being in our city, and you know she is actually a registered nurse. So hopefully that helps with some of the COVID stuff. So. Chris, she just got elected on Tuesday and, you know, congratulations to her. Did you, have you already reached out to her and spent some time talking with her? Yeah, I spoke to her today just to talk about COVID and what, and to get her perspectives because she does have 40 years in healthcare in this community. And I just wanted to get her ideas of how she felt that we should be changing policy in the city to make Modesto a, a a healthier community during the pandemic and she had some great ideas that she's going to share with the city manager and the rest of the council and I can't wait to have her leadership on this issue because she's going to try to take the same kind of attitude that you and I are taking together with with respecting other people that maybe don't agree with um, with your perspective and trying to find ways trying to find those commonalities that will keep us safer uh, and I'm really excited to have that kind of attitude on the council. Yeah. So one of the things I talked often about when I was campaigning was I saw an attitude or maybe even an environment, a culture at city hall that was, it, it was something like this is sometimes you win, sometimes you get your fingers cut off, you know, and, and, you know, you and I have had this discussion about trying to create a culture that is actually sometimes you win and sometimes you learn, Right. And so I'm wondering, like, do you think the existing or the, the newly formed city council with the leadership that Sue's going to bring is going to be able to shift that culture? I hope so. I know that I'm seeing in my dealings with the, with the city um, manager and, this, and, the, and all the different people that work at City Hall, all the managers of the different departments, that what they're looking for is in their relationships with the, the city council is you know, honest dialogue. And if you can communicate with them in an honest, trustworthy and respectful way, then they're gonna give that back to you and they're gonna be able to project that easier into the community. And, and I can't speak to how other council people, how they treat the, you know, the, the people that work at City Hall. But I think that it's, it's one thing to say nice things about them, uh, at city meetings saying you did a great job and it's quite another like when you're dealing with them one-on-one -on -one and giving them the respect that they deserve because these guys modesto has a very small city government we're very compact uh, because for a city of our size our budget is very it's small compared to other cities yeah that is one thing i would love to get into at some point on one of our shows is the amount of money that actually goes out of our city and comes back into our city because it seems like so much money uh, we get taxed the same rates often as everybody else around and yet you know our money goes over to san francisco or it goes down to la or it goes to these other places and so yeah it's just seem like um we've we've developed this culture um where we are very compact, we're very efficient. Government is actually doing a really good job, but then there, but so much of the time, uh, what we are reporting on is the things that are difficult in our city and not the things that are going well in our city. Do you get that sense too? Yeah, and I get the feeling that we don't honestly report what's happening in the city. When you look at, for example, crime, 
one of the reports we got, you know, in their strategic plan, we get reports on what our citizens think of the city. And like 70% of our city believes that Modesto is very unsafe. That just isn't true. Like if you look at the crime rates, they're, they've been going down for like 25 years. Modesto is more safe now than it's ever been in its history. And yet 70% of the people are terrified to go out of their front door. It's, yeah. it's not true. Yeah. It's- yeah. So what, what do you think, Chris, like your personality specifically, what do you think you can do in order to bring people from both sides of the aisle, as it were? I mean, I know there's no aisles in, uh, in city government. But, you know, to bring all these people together and then even to go back and say, oh, man, there has been some dysfunction here. There has been some difficulty here. How can we bring healing to this? What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think that one thing about being a a person on the council of Modesto is that you're going to have to deal with people that maybe don't agree with you. And you're going to have to learn how to come up with ideas that can appeal across a lot of different political spectrums. And so what I try to do is just, you know, present the ideas honestly and like get feedback on them and adjust them as necessary and see if it works. And thus far it's been, it's been really, it's been really successful. I don't expect that every idea I do is going to pass and that's okay. But I, I do think that we can, look at everyone's ideas, their ideas too, and, and together we'll do some good stuff. So the idea there is not to say, um, hey, we all agree, so let's talk about this. But the idea is actually get your differences out there in the open and then say, well, actually, I think I could give on that. You could give on this. We could actually get closer together. We're trying to accomplish the same thing, right? I mean, that's, that's the goal there. Yeah. And I think like with uh, like affordable housing. Like if you've got a person that wants to develop to look like one way and another person that maybe wants the development to look another way to please, you know, this other constituency, that's a lot of times why, you know, if you build a, a if you build a horse by committee, it ends up being a camel. You know, <laughs> we, we definitely have to, um, to compromise sometimes and i'm excited to do that i don't need my ideas to be exactly how i want them to be and and i'm excited to work on other people's ideas the cannabis grant i talked about not yeah. part of my 100 ideas at all the app the app changing the app uh, rates not in my 100 ideas ideas that came up that we just we had to deal with immediately yeah well i'm i'm super thankful to one have some people on the city council who have been there for a long time, so they understand the due process within government. I'm thankful that you know, you're on the city council now and we've got some new ideas coming into it. And then I'm thankful as well that Sue Swallen, with her experience on other boards and you know, really on a very large board, I mean, um, Modesto City Schools is a very large budget. Um, you know, is a is- bigger budget than city of Modesto. Yeah, which is fantastic. So she has experience with, you know, you know, running a lot of different parts of that and being involved. So I think maybe her bringing that together is going to be phenomenal for us. Yeah, and I think something that's really neat is like if you look at the different councilmen, like Bill Zlocky, for example, really strong on like transportation, understands he's a developer, understands development, knows all that yeah. stuff. You yeah. know, David Wright was in insurance for years and he's been around. He knows everybody. You got Rosa, who's 
super thoughtful, tons of experience in government, knows how the system works. You got yeah. Tony, who's got a really unique perspective that is coming up with new ideas that he's trying to, just like me, raise up the flagpole every day. You got yeah. Jenny Kenoyer, who worked so hard on this um, transport JPA that we just signed into effect a couple of weeks ago. That's going to change it so that you don't have to get off the start bus and pay another fare to get on the max bus and pay on another fare to get on this other bus all throughout the county. Now it's just going to be one system thanks to Jenny and all her hard work. So like we've got, a, I think we got a pretty good team that's super diverse. And if we all can agree on a few things, like, you know, that it's probably a pretty, uh, a pretty good idea. Yeah, that idea is, you know, I love the fact that you've only been in office for 60 days, but you've already rattled off positive things about each of your co-parts there at the uh, the city council. So, hey, this is uh, Jim Applegate and Chris Rickey. We're with Better Modesto. This is the brand new radio show on KFIB. And we've got to take a quick break, but hang in there. Come back and we're going to continue our conversation about the new Modesto City Council and our brand new mayor. So see you in a minute. Hey, well, welcome back to Better Modesto. I'm your host, Jim Applegate, along with my co-host, Chris Rickey. And uh, just a huge congratulations to Chris again. Now he is the winner of the City Council District 3 race. And Chris and I both ran together and uh, he won. But he was gracious enough to reach across the aisle to me and say, hey, would you be part of uh, Team Chris Rickey? In which I said, yeah, I would love to. Um, because I really enjoyed getting to know this guy during the campaign, and uh, it's been fun. So we started a radio show mainly because we come at things from different perspectives, and rather than letting that be something that separates us, we wanted to be that to be something that would actually make Modesto better. And so we've been growing and learning from each other, listening to each other. We've been curious and not judgmental, which means that we've been working hard at e asking each other questions, and so thankful for this. And Chris, right before the break, we were talking about um, the new city council and really creating a new culture within the city of Modesto. And one that wasn't, you know, hey, sometimes we win, sometimes we get our fingers cut off. And, you know, what I mean by that is sometimes we win, sometimes the Modesto beat comes down hard on a decision that was made and points out all the mistakes. And we want to shift that culture to sometimes we win, sometimes we learn. And, you know, I remember when you and I were running against each other, one of the things that Modesto B asked was about the Tully or the College Avenue, um, the way they changed it from- The Calming Project, to, yeah, Calming yeah. Project. And do you kind of remember how that conversation went? Yeah, the, the Calming Project, I remember because the Calming Project is something that I wasn't real supportive of. I didn't like it. I felt like it was a, it just created traffic jams and that wasn't like, I wasn't super excited about that. And your take on it was like, well, it was a really good grant. Well, maybe I shouldn't speak for you. What was your take on it? Yeah. I mean, my take was sometimes we win and sometimes we learn. And, you know, we may not repeat that project over again, but it was paid for by somebody outside of, I mean, it was paid by federal grant money or state grant money to do it. So it wasn't paid by the city of Modesto, but man, we got to learn um, something about our city by doing that project. And so rather than it being a negative, I wanted to say, well, maybe it wasn't the best thing in the world. It didn't really hurt anything. Um, 
But at the same time, maybe we're not going to do that on Tully, or maybe we're not going to do that over on Coffee Road, or maybe we're not going to, you know, because of what we learned in that situation. So yeah, like maybe it was. And my take on it now, after after it's been in there for five or I don't know six years, however long it's been in there, is like, yeah, maybe I don't love it, but I don't know. It's got some a few endearing qualities. I like the fact the road is still nicely paved and it's a good cruise and you know it's nice looking there's positives to it even though i don't 100 percent love it like actually it's when you come out on the other side you're like hey there's actually there were some good things there's a lot more parking in mjc now thanks to that project that yeah. was that's a you can't so i think when you say like yeah well we tr i'm just i'm more the more we talk about it the more i think I'm really glad they tried this. Yeah, well, I was, you know, your perspective, I remember you saying, why did they build a bike path so close to the Virginia corridor? And I had not thought about that. And, you know, the reality is, yeah, it's about a quarter, maybe it's a, it's a block over, basically. Yeah. And so maybe that idea would have been better to do somewhere else in our community where nobody does have a bike lane or a beautiful Virginia corridor like we have pretty close to our homes right now. Right. And maybe the project wasn't really about the bike path anyway. Maybe it was really about just slowing cars down and trying to lower the blood pressure on that street. Yeah. And which it has succeeded in that goal. I mean, let's yeah. be honest. Yeah. 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 Great point. And the fact that we really didn't pay for it, but we got to be a part of that, like that, that's phenomenal. So. Well, they yeah. also did it over on Ninth street a couple of years later and it's really working there because it's completely beautifully repaved it's really nice and there's there was never enough traffic to justify four lanes on that road anyway yeah i mean it, it's interesting when the bridges shift when they shift the highway and and yet we're kind of stuck in a 1950s mentality of what those roads were supposed to do and it's great to see some new thinking come into that so yeah we need to keep challenging ourselves on this kind of stuff. And I love the way that you're looking at this, like, let's try some stuff. And if it doesn't work out, okay, we'll, we'll take another shot at this. You know, it's one of my big philosophies is like, you get as many swings of the bat as you're willing to take. It's not like, life is not like baseball. It's not three strikes and you're out. You're out when you decide you're out. It's that yeah. simple. Yeah. That's well, one thing I have so much respect for you, Jim, and what you've done. You were in you were in construction. You decided you want to do something different. You went into to being a pastor. Like you just keep taking swings, man. You decide you want to be a city councilman. You keep swinging, man. I love that. That's that that's that's who I think people that should aspire to be. Yeah, and you know, I mean, the truth is, you make friends and you lose friends every time you do those type of things. And I think you you have to weigh you know, the consequences and weigh the rewards and the different things that you're going to get out of them. But I, I don't know. I just, I, I have this sense that Modesto, like what you said earlier, Chris, about, you know, there's a positive to every single city council person that you've worked with. And that's, you're, you're 60 days in and you can already talk about that. And you're already talking about the positive of who um, Sue Swallen is going to be as our mayor and, and I'm so excited about that because what you're saying is, is I want to take swings at bat. I want to use this opportunity to, to keep going. And, you know, I, I would love to challenge our community 
um, to help our city council, to help our mayor, and then to help our staff by giving them the grace to try things without, you know, saying, oh, well, that didn't work. And, you know, sort of bashing them all apart and just calling it dysfunction, but rather saying, okay, sometimes we win, sometimes we learn. Like if that can be the mentality that we hit the next four years with, I think we're going to be a completely different city. And there's so many great people. I mean, you talked about Brad Hahn, where, you know, he didn't do everything perfect, but he's learning and growing. And sometimes he's winning, sometimes he's learning. And it's, it's a super uh, good equation, I think. Yeah. And, and to build onto that, one of the things I'm trying to do is like teach the people that live in our city that we need to stop pointing and yelling at city hall and instead take ownership of city hall. If you're a citizen of Modesto, this is your government. You, you own this government, essentially you, this is your, this is your administration. This is how our society has decided to solve problems together. We have problems with like, if there's a fire, our community 150 years ago decided we should really create a fire department together because we don't want Bob and Joe's houses to burn down when they, when the fire starts. So they created a fire department. We want to feel safe. So we created a police department. We want to have parks and rec programs for our kids and we want to have nice parks. So we created a parks department. These things didn't just happen. The government is there for us to solve the problems of our community. That's its job. And if you're, if you've got a problem in our community and you're not expressing that to your city council person or at your, at the city council meeting, you know, in public comment or writing a letter or sending something to the B or calling into a radio show called Better Modesto and yelling at Jim and Chris, like if that's on you. Yeah, but that really is our privilege as members of a democratic society um, to be a part of that. And, you know, one of the things I ran on, Chris, was not just, you know, I think this is probably one of those areas where conservatives and liberals probably differ in the sense of, you know, liberals are more like, hey, government can fix this problem. And conservatives are more like, hey, it's not just government's responsibility. In fact, we want, you know, government to get smaller, but we want everybody in the community to take responsibility. And so, you know, when I ran, it was on the idea of, hey, we can get schools involved in the problem. We can get philanthropist in involved in the problem we can get faith sector involved in the problem we can get nonprofits involved we can get you know all the different sectors in modesto to engage and so you know in the sense there's not an idea of let's make government bigger but let's come alongside it with every other institution in our um, city including our neighborhoods including our families to say we want a better modesto and bringing those things together that's so fascinating because like if you take the word of everything that I said, if I if you take the word government and change it to philanthropy or outside group, yeah. we just said the exact same thing. That's right. That's right. And so I So that's labels, liberal and conservative labels getting in the way of us both saying what we really need to do is just all work together and push the log in the same direction. Yeah. You what I'm well, saying? You, so are you saying then as a politician that you want government to get larger? Uh, no, not really. I'm just saying that 
we should use government. Government is a tool. It's a, it's a screwdriver. It's a hammer. When you have a nail, you should use the hammer to drive it. It doesn't have to get bigger to drive that nail. You just yeah. need to be wielded efficiently. Yeah. So, yeah. And no, I don't think it needs to get bigger necessarily. I think there's some things that would be nice if it was bigger. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm not like, I think we should have more planners. I think we should have more inspectors just to make things more efficient for people that are trying to do projects in town and stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So if you're asking me if we should do that, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but like, is my goal to make government manage everything in the world? No, no, that we, that doesn't work either. Well, it's too this, much of a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> and this is this is where you know having a you know having different perspectives and yet coming together and saying you know if you said to me, hey, we need to fix this problem, I would say to you, okay, I think I can get these other sectors engaged in that. Like, what do you think about that? And we we might even be out of shrink government, and you would say that's a great idea because then we can take those resources and put those over here. Right. You know, so it's a win-win for everybody in that sense. So. Okay, so Chris, we're about to wrap up our time. And really what I wanna do is spend the last minute or so just introducing our topic for next time. And so we know right now that about one in three houses is being sold to a Bay Area transplant to Modesto. And if you're one of those people and you're listening, we would just wanna say welcome. But we also know that that means that the culture of Modesto is gonna shift. It's probably gonna shift from being more conservative to being more liberal. And so the question that we're going to talk about next time is, um, how do you think, how do you think we can change the image of Modesto, even while we're grappling with these changes in culture in Modesto? So are you looking forward to talking about that, Chris? I think it's fascinating. It's, it's very interesting to think about, you know, the people that choose to live here, why they're coming here, what they, what their expectations are. I'm really excited to learn more about it and it's, it's going to be fascinating and it's really talking about the future of our city, which is really critical. Yeah. So, Hey, however you listen to the show, whether it's on the radio or on the podcast, please share it with other people because we would love to get our listener base up and we'd love to hear your comments and your thoughts as well. And We'd love to introduce you to the guests that we're going to have on our show. It's going to be fantastic. We're going to have a great time together. And like I said, give us some grace because we're just learning how to do this together. Uh, But we hope that you will join us next time on KFIV. This has been Jim Applegate and Chris Rickey for Better Modesto. And we'll see you next Saturday at 10 a.m. 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 Saturday at 10 a.m.